0: Hello. Hello, Maryland. Hi Dan, how are you? I'm oh, good. How are you? Oh I'm really good. Yeah. I had a morning sandwich, so I'm kind of full. Well
1: good. Last time if I remember right, you were very hungry.
0: Ugh. I don't know what the deal is with yummy yummy. They they make such good pho, but how are you not open on a Tuesday? Now in Florida, mm. a lot of stuff closes on Mondays. Yeah. The Asian Do you remember places. That? Yeah, the Asian
1: places are all closed on uh on Well, Monday. let's not That's ping-pong. what it was. Anytime you want to go and eat you know, far or, hmm. or Chinese food or Korean food is closed on Monday. I feel like it was a uh,
0: – I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, it could just be one of those things where, like, there's just not enough business on Mondays or it could be a cult. I don't know why. I, th- I have
1: a theory about it. I don't know if it's right. But I think that because they're open all week and weekends for, you know, as a lot of people – when I remember, a lot of people did takeout. Sometimes you go to the restaurant and there wouldn't even be a table in there. You maybe won. And, and there would be like an employee sitting at that table. And it was all takeout business. Everything was takeout. Smoking.
0: Probably smoking. Yes. People are always smoking.
1: And so maybe they have to close down on one day and they figure that the one day they should do it is the day that's the slowest, which like you said, is, is Monday. That's my theory.
0: Okay. I think it's a good theory. I think it's a good theory. Yeah. You know, we get a lot of – in my neighborhood, we get a lot of coffee places that mm. come and go in – like fewer than 2 years, sometimes like a year. And like I don't know, my uh, my wife and I like we we feel like Cassandra or something cuz we're like the coffee place opens and you go in and say, "Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. Like, you know, break a leg. I hope it goes really great." Right. And and then then like in my case I'm taking my kid to school in the morning. I'm like, "You know what? I'll pop into the new coffee place." Yeah. And I'll get a coffee and I'll give them a big tip. And like, Mm-mm. No, they don't open until like 8." <laughs> and it's like and <laughs> we both we're both what? like well, it's <laughs> some of these places don't open till like, 8 or 9. That's and you're stupid. Like, well, and you're on the Muni line, as you can hear, and it's like, you know, I know you this sucks, but, like, you need to, like, 6 at the latest. Like, you want to be getting people who make it a habit. If you get, like, you know what? If you get 5 people who come in and buy a coffee before 6.30 every day, like, that's a start. Mm-hmm. The margins on that stuff are pretty thin, but, like, I just, I, I don't understand it, and there's a reason I don't have a business. I don't know, man. I think you watch yeah. these reality shows where all these people like plunge, you know, half a
1: million dollars into a restaurant. I'm like, God, what a gamble. A coffee place needs to be open. I would think the latest they need to be open is the earliest someone commuting would need them to be open. So that could be yeah, what, the six, muni, six the in the, the, muni up,
0: the Muni starts up sometime around five, yeah. I think. The, the streetcar line, well, I mean, it doesn't matter. They, they've got an all-night service, but then usually that's buses. But the actual streetcars that take people, the very, very crowded streetcars that take people into the city are, you know, yeah, on the early side. When we used to use that for commuting, we were out there at like 6 or 6.30. I don't know. I don't mean to complain. Yeah. I know it's difficult, but I do try to tip well. You're a bit, no, I've heard about it. You're a big tipper. Yeah, I was explaining this to my daughter, like because uh, she loves when I explain things to her. <laughs> that like once you've been in the service industry, two things tend to happen. You tend to tip pretty well, maybe even too much sometimes. But you also, even if you don't say anything, you tend to notice when people make- like cheap
1: tippers, bad tippers.
0: Well, that too, sure. That would be like one B. But like, I feel like you also, even if you you don't want to be that guy, but sometimes you can really notice when somebody's screwing something up. That's an easily avoidable mistake if you've been doing it for a while. You know, like you just notice stuff. Like, I I mean, you know, you notice stuff. Like, if that person drank their glass of water really fast, don't ask them if they want more water. Like, bring them more water. If there's, if there's, if they're staring at their plate and making this face. Don't say, uh, don't say, how are you enjoying your meal? You say, is everything all right? Can right. I fix anything for you? It's like, you to adapt. Yeah, You know, I got a lot of problems. I got a lot of problems. <laughs> anyway, I had a big Italian sandwich and I ate it really
1: fast and threw out half the bread. Well, I commend you. Yeah. On the bread part, not the eating fast part. You would eat slow. I used to try it and, yeah, I don't do that. I eat really fast. I
0: talk fast and I drive fast, and I uh, <laughs> get in there with that hose. And you, uh, so yeah, I, I do. I, I eat
1: unconscionably fast. It's really, really bad. I need to stop it. I need to eat more small meals. I need like, to have. What do like, you an say RX4. fast? When you say fast, fast and slow are relative terms, and I think everyone has a different. Not for me definition of what I, is fast I eat, and I slow. Eat
0: blindingly fast.
1: So what? What is fast to you when it comes to eating? I don't want to talk about this because then people are going to say
0: things to me. If well, you talk about things on the internet, then, then people you already, feel like they can talk you to you. You already about
1: started it. talking about it. <laughs> you started talking about it. I did <do> not. <laughs> but I feel you like you did. did. I feel like you it did. You started bringing fact. up
0: your whole like your whole racist uh, Mondays thing uh-huh, you started with. Uh-huh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What's fast? Pub- How long public does it keeps take expanding you to, to other sandwich. places, but
1: they haven't come to California. <laughs> it breaks my heart. How long does it take you to eat that sandwich? Five, five minutes? Less than five minutes? I mean, what's, a, what's a minute? 20 I mean, minutes? 20, yeah, it, it takes me 20
0: minutes. And I'm, I'm weeping and just ruefully shoving a sandwich in my
1: mouth. Oh. I can imagine oh. it probably took you five minutes to eat it. Less. Less than five?
0: I took. I threw out half the bread. <laughs> you you got to do like a forensic deconstruction. If you're, if you're trying to avoid bread, yeah. I mean, it's difficult to have a sandwich without bread because that's right in the name, sandwich. But I try to minimize the amount of bread that I have, so I eat it open faced and I fold it like some kind of a, like a New York taco. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> New York pizza, you mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're really hitting all the bells there. Yeah. you?
1: Problematic, Dan. Well, oh, I wanted to tell the, tell <laughs> you, yes, and, you there and the listeners. Um, have you ever seen the optic? It is an optical illusion that is made by uh, it, it usually, I don't think it has to be a dinosaur. But it's usually a green dinosaur t rex looking thing, and you cut it out, and it when you make it, it appears that the face and the head is turning and the eyes are following you okay when you've made this is this ringing a bell to you i I know people in the audience is it okay if I google for it yeah uh, and i'll put it I'll put it in the show notes um the cutout that uh that you can I tell did. I'm a
0: very simple person because I am. I really enjoy optical illusions.
1: This is an amazing one, and it's fun because is this you like get a to, cutout. Is it is it like, a cutout. Okay, and uh, I'm going to put the one that I used in there. Okay, there's, there is, uh, there is. Oh, and the eyes seem to follow you. They, the head seems to, appears to turn. Hold on, there. In the show notes now, uh, the head appears to turn and. Uh, and the eyes appear to follow you. And it is a very, very cool illusion. And it's very effective and creepy. Wow. And, uh, and so my kids, I realized, had never seen one of these or made one of these. So we made one last night. And it, my son absolutely loves it. And my daughter is terrified of it. And uh, what, I wanted to is, recommend this to you and to the listeners as something well we're you
0: know, we 're big on paper craft. we go through a lot of printer ink, a lot of paper, yeah, so we 're big at folding things. She make, makes me a little presents out of things she 's printed out from the internet so nice. I, get a, I, I do get a lot of these, and I will put this in the rotation
1: it 's very cool. We have it up on the counter at home, so whenever you walk in the door and you walk by it it 's just staring and turning its head as you go by. but This is very cool it 's in the show notes show notes are at five by five dot t v slash E is in brothers, two is in the number, W is in women, slash three, seven, four. You can make this yourself, uh, and it's great fun.
0: Trying to find out why it looks like the eyes in a painting are following you.
1: Yeah. And then, okay. then that got me into stereograms again. You remember stereograms? Like in the haunted house? These are the things that you – they're an image that uses like a, another repeating image, which apparently can be of anything – but you need to sort of stare at it in a way. Oh, yeah, like from the 90s. Yes, and then the, the, you see a th- fully three-dimensional image popping out at you. Are you good at those? No. No,
0: I, I think they're a prank. I, I, uh, I spent probably you know, a couple hours in the 90s trying to do it, and people give you advice. It's <laughs> yeah. one of those things where like, it's difficult to give people advice about a stereogram.
1: You so just like, get Ooh. up
0: real close to it. Like look at it, but not too hard right. and squint your eyes. But like look behind it and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Does it hurt your eyes? No. Feels good. No. Hmm. T Rex illusion. Okay, I want to find out about how that works with the eyes. Um I I wonder you know, we, yeah, so like uh you know what I used to love is at the at the haunted mansion, those sculptures yeah. that you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You go down the hallway. Yes. And then you see the sculptures that look convex but they're actually concave yeah those are
1: very those are really chilling yeah i dated a girl that worked in the haunted mansion before goth was a thing like hot. we didn't have a term yes yeah, super super hot do you guys watch face off yeah it's a great movie
0: okay um do you watch face off the tv show no what is that i think you might I think you're, I think I'm thinking cash in particular might yeah. really, really like it. It's okay. So, you know, uh, I'm like John Keats. I can have two different ideas in my head, right? It's a really, really stupid show that I really, really, really like. And it's a, it's a classic, typical reality show where somebody's eliminated each week. Okay. I that word, but the, it's all like <laughs> Hollywood makeup people. And there's a challenge usually oh, wow. sponsored by Subaru or something. And you have to come out and you get in, it sounds a lot like, you know, 13 seasons. 10 yeah we 've seen a lot of them it 's a lot like top dress where you got to come out and then somebody somebody comes and talks to you about the Subaru outback, and then you 're inspired by that challenge to make a movie monster or something <laughs> right, and, right. Um, <laughs> but but it's um it 's pretty great sometimes, and so there 's sometimes often team challenges and it 'll be a challenge like there 's one last night that that was seemed like such a lame challenge, but it turned out really interesting, which was it's really creepy. But you know a movie like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like creepy family that that draws you into their world and then murders you. So make a family of that of three people. Wow. And and they were so creative about it. It was crazy. The really one of the best episodes I have seen was the one where you had to make a, like somebody look like a marionette, make somebody look like a puppet, and it was so It sounds silly, but like if you like, you know, he used to be really into, like, uh, you know, what's his name? Rick Baker and, like, like reading in, like, Fangora magazine and yes. make the effects. I follow Rick Baker
1: on, on Instagram, and he's always posting stuff he's working on and stuff that, like, masks and stuff he still has from the old days. He's so cool. Wow. He's awesome.
0: Well, you know, I mean, there's, there's heavy, heavy nods towards, I'm going to say, The Walking Dead... And the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fantasy stuff. There's a lot of like <clears throat> ghoulish, zombie-ish stuff. But that actually leads to some interesting things. The biggest problem is how many of the effects basically look like uh calibos from <laughs> from, <laughs> from from Clash of the Titans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the
0: guy with or the guy with the fangs yeah. in uh in the Cantina scene. Yes. You get like a sinister nose. But uh, but it's really good and like the 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 judges are real weird looking and and, and kind of goth and uh, yeah anyway uh, you should check out uh, Face Off it's on uh, it's on the Hulu Hulu I will check it out Hulu oh oh uh, breaking news oh uh, Hulu you know nobody cares uh, Hulu finally updated the app for my LG TV and I now get full on Hulu services on my TV which means that the only thing I really really need my apple tv for at this point is apple purchases right. and apple ecosystem things like photos mm. sometimes we'll watch a movie like i'll shoot something we had the uh, the pride parade at my kid's school the other day and i um shot that in like you know big big 2k boy 4k yeah. boy nice. and uh and we can watch that but no it's amazing it's this stuff is getting very exciting yeah i like apple tv okay it's still pretty annoying
1: well, I, uh, I, I don't want to talk about this yet. I'm not ready to talk about it yet. I did get a new TV, and uh, it, I got a, the 4K Apple TV to go with the 4K TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it looks good. How, look, how about that HDR, huh? Looks good. Have you gotten into
0: the HDR stuff? Yeah, it's good. What? I mean, the 4K is nice, but the HDR is huge. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's so, what a difference. I know it um oh uh, and and the elephant yes. in the room the elephant in the room who are you calling an elephant did you see infinity war no spoilers yes what did you think of it
0: hmm. i've got mixed feelings
1: well let's see he- let's hear it i lo- I loved it i thought it was great you
0: can't you can't talk about hardly anything in that movie without you can say if you i mean I, we could say if we
1: liked it i guess that would be um pretty easy to do
0: if it has to come down to that um if, if, if mixed feelings is not acceptable, I'm no. going to say I didn't
1: like it. you didn't like why <laughs> not enough <laughs> ant man
0: <sighs> I don't have anything interesting to, I, I appreciate you bringing this up. I don't have anything interesting to say about this <laughs> that thousands of people have not said and the contrary of more
1: articulately than I can ever say. But listen that people tune in for to hear our opinions you know about this stuff they don't care about it i don't I haven't listened listen. Listen. I haven't heard what anyone else has said about the movie. That's it. I don't read any reviews because I don't I – mean, they're, they're, all the reviews are dumb. All the people <laughs> who write reviews are, are doing it as a grind, and they're not, they're not putting their heart and soul into hmm. it the way we hmm. do on the show. I
0: don't know. I feel like I, I've heard a lot of people that – I guys haven't heard Watch anyone have, say anything. You should listen to The Watch. They have really strong feelings
1: it. about it. You should listen, listen to it. It's a really good show. No.
0: They talked about that, and they talked about Killing Eve, which is a very, very good show.
1: I want to hear uh, Merlin Mann's thoughts on it, and that's what I tune into this show. Well, okay, sure.
0: I, and I'm going to slightly parrot something the guys on the watch said, which is a podcast you guys should listen to. But, um, you know, the, the, I guess like everybody, I was excited when Iron Man came out and was good. Mm -hmm. Along the way, I have liked some of the Marvel movies. In retrospect, I can can say like what has really stuck to my ribs. I really liked the first Thor movie, Mm. I really liked the first Captain America movie. Yes. Um, if I'm honest with myself, I, I I went because it was a Marvel movie, and I go to Marvel movies for right. a lot of them. And there were, there are a, a okay large number of those movies that I think are not very good movies. I, to, please don't I don't care. Please don't talk to me about this. I I, I did not like <laughs> Iron Man three. Um, I, I did not I it, did not like Iron Man three either. I think it's very um, not good, even though Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought Age of Ultron was frankly bad. I don't think, I mean, I wonder how many people apart from my daughter, like go back and rewatch that movie. It's just not a very good movie. No, I don't like it either. And now I'm just going to be that guy. Like I really like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I love Thor Ragnarok. I love Black Panther. I like the ones that mix it up, did something different and were a little more... I don't know, artisanal in their approach? Like it really felt like a movie that was made by a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those movies had a POV. Like I think Kenneth Branagh did a nice job with the first Thor movie. Um and then of course there there are lots of corporate decisions I think are interesting. I'm really glad that they made Thor the way they did. It would have been not as fun, especially in Infinity War, um with like him and Rocket. It would not be nearly as fun if, if he was the full on Simonson Thor. But um you know, given all of that there's a lot, a lot that I liked in that in Infinity War. I thought there were parts where it was very genu- genuinely funny. I feel like the parts that were meant to be really emotionally crushing were pretty weak. Mm. And I think at the heart of it, the the person who is almost inarguably the main character of the movie has motives that are either unclear or make zero sense. Right. And so they, they pin the stakes, the huge, huge, huge stakes. It's got to be big stakes, big stakes on on this on this villain. Who's like, you know, he's a blue Malthusian uh, philosopher. Like, he's got a crazy idea about what to do. But we don't, we kind of understand why. Ooh, they had a scene to like explain that. But it doesn't make any sense. It's like somebody who like is doing their first three genie wishes and hasn't really thought it through. It just, it doesn't make sense. And and then the ending was, I think, embarrassing. You can't say because this is part one. We don't know what's going to happen in part two. But I think the end was kind of was really mawkish and embarrassing and sad at the same time and it was just like mm, i don't know man I, I might just be getting too old for this stuff now what did you think
1: oh i liked it i thought it was a lot of fun I saw it with my son 10, 10 years old and uh he loved it great action effects were good
0: we were super into it for the first half yeah i mean the then, like fir- six six hours later you're like oh my gosh. <laughs> time to hit somebody again
1: no i mean it was you know i i agree with some of your points especially the one about the who you would say the main character is and not fully understanding the the motivation um and 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 a lot of the details around that i agree with that um however i feel like if you know if you could just sort of go along with it that that this like charac- he's the big bad and just like just go along that. with it. So he just yeah. he's just bad. He's just bad, yeah. and that's all you're gonna know. uh Then I thought it was pretty good. I thought uh, Thor had uh some really cool scenes and appearances oh, this, in the it. The stuff
0: and like when he gets his new thing, yeah, and the lightning. That, that was, was really thrilling. Cool. And I really thought, now we're saying too much. We're gonna spoil the movie for people. But I, there's a lot in it that's genuinely funny, genuinely thrilling. There's a couple. I'd, Some one thing parts I will of say, the fight
1: well, scenes that are good. One thing I will say, and that that the thing that impressed me most about the movie is, up until now, we have had different directors, different writers, different people involved in in these very very different movies. Compare Spider-Man: Homecoming to Guardians oh, yeah, of the like Galaxy. Too. Sorry, to, I should have had
0: that on my list. That
1: that goes on my list of ones I really. Liked. I, I, I knew. I knew. The audience knows you love that. Yeah. Uh, but comparing all of these very, very different feeling movies, you know, the first Captain America compared to Spider-Man homecoming compared to guardians of the galaxy compared to, you know, Iron Man, um, mm-hmm. feel, they feel so different and the characters are so very different, but I felt that they did an excellent job and a, a black Panther in that mix too. They did an excellent job, not only accurately representing the characters, uh, in In this movie, but tying in the feeling of those different movies into the different scenes and intertwining them in a way that I, th- I just thought it was very effective. I thought the way mm-hmm. that they brought the different characters together made sense it didn 't feel uh, too contri i mean the whole thing 's contrived fine, but it didn 't feel too contrived the way that they no, did no,
0: it. i, I don 't I don't have an argument with any of what you 're saying the I, interactions I, between I, the characters was I have no joyous. trouble understanding I have no trouble at all understanding how somebody who 's seen all or most of the movies will find this very satisfying and maybe even a little bit sophisticated. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it was not that it's just for my own taste. is yeah. all I was saying, but no, I'm with you.
1: I'm with you. Um, I'm assuming you stayed to watch the post credit scene. Jesus. No, you didn't. No, oh, God, no. Why? Cause we
0: wanted to get home and listen to the adventure zone. Do something really fun. No, I mean, no, no, but I, it's got, yeah, Captain Marvel. I, I love Captain Marvel. I'm, I'll be so glad when she's in this. Um, but anyway, I, I don't know, man. I just, I feel my taste uh, evolving a little bit. I feel it happening a lot with podcasts, where my taste with podcasts is starting to really uh, turn a corner. And I think it's very much, I mean, you know, I'm always mentioning Netflix, but there's something about the way that I consume media now that has made me, um, a little bit picky or impatient mm-hmm. about stuff. I mean, not, not in the way, not in the way that John Syracuse thinks I, I like never finish a movie. It's not that, but it is something where like, if I latch on to something, I'm like a dog with a bone and I get so, if I like this, like again, like this show killing Eve, which is so good. Uh, it's on BBC America and I really highly recommend it. Killing it's five Eve, killing Eve. It's a five part, um, f- you know, five, one hour episodes. um, and oh, it's got really, the lady from Sideways in it. I really recommend it. And uh, But with that, with – I mean I don't – I find myself getting less into stuff that I have been into for years and years and years and kind of pivoting more into stuff that I feel like makes best use of the medium. So for example, this is Nothing Against Fresh Air, which is one of my all-time favorite public radio shows. But probably – I'm guessing I – I don't want to say it's one of the first podcasts I listened to, but like of the big boy, like this is actually a radio show show. I've been subscribed to fresh air for years. And I found that I was not listening to it because it doesn't make best use of the medium. It's a radio show and it feels like a radio show. Mm -hmm. It's an hour long and it's good. It's very good, but it's not killing it at being a podcast. Mm. Like to kill it at being a podcast, you got to really love podcasts. I think. Um I mean, sometimes, you know, a blind hog finds an acorn. But by and large, I think you have to get the medium and like the medium and understand what makes it special and different. And I, if I get the whiff of people going like, oh, this is a pinch loaf that I'm just going to put out to, like, publicize this other thing, mm, you know, I tend to, like, increasingly not be that into it. Um And so, like, but, like, with this, I mean, so how's that cut from the same cloth with this? Is that... <sighs> My opinion about the Avengers movies, in particular, has become more like Andy and Otko with the first Avengers movie than I would have expected. Which is like this is I get what this is. I get that this is a culmination of lots of other stuff, but like I don't feel like the people who make it love it. I don't feel like I mean I know they they there's a lot of good work in this in terms of you know trying to hew to the uh, infinity. Uh, storyline from the past they very intelligently brought in james gunn to consult on the guardians parts and now basically space is guardians now and i think that's really effective but like i don't know sometimes i just i really feel like this with dc i'm like like who who ma- the, do the people who make this really like this movie because it, it feels like it feels kind of like uh, like a grudging consumer event more than something that somebody made that they're really excited about i know that's not what it's supposed to be but then I go, you go and you watch a tv show like a small tv show something nobody knows about something like patriot and you're like somebody who made this really really cared about mm-hmm. this and it shows and they have thought through every single little bit of this and yeah there's going to be good cliffhangers but it's in the service of telling a story that has an arc and when that arc is over, that story is over. And maybe there'll be some threads for second and third seasons, but like, theres it's not primarily there to be consumer salt water that keeps you increasingly thirsty for whatever the next thing is because you've already sunk so much cost in it. And by two hours and 40 minutes or however long it was into this, I was just like, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just need a break for this to be fun again. But like, the, the joy that I felt... During the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy, when he's rock- walking around, and he's listening to the Walkman, like that—that's a—that's an artistic statement to me in a way that some of this stuff isn't. So I don't know. I mean, it's—it's. It's, I guess in some ways, it's kind of a larger beef with Marvel and how they don't seem to really care about their comics anymore. I mean, the creators do, I guess, but like, all I'm trying to say is like, I don't begrudge anybody enjoying anything. I swear to God, I actually don't care. But like but for myself I find myself more and more drawn to somebody who gets what this medium is great at whether that's a movie or a podcast or a YouTube video. Somebody like the people at Ted, Ed, those Ted Ed videos that we watch like 5 of a day. They do these amazing, beautiful animated little like 5-minute videos that might as well be Schoolhouse Rock for our time. They're really interesting, they're really informative and they get that medium. Yes, they crank them out, but they're really really good. So, anyway, that's just my that's just my thing is I, I if I had to try and find a pattern in all of it, it's that like I want to feel like somebody likes this subject as much as I do or is as interested in these people as I am. And I don't think I let's just say I maybe I like Gamora more more than they do.
1: More than the people
0: who are making the movie. Like I, I don't know. I I don't want to be, you know, flip about it, but it's like, oh, yeah, like it's a bunch of actors. It took two years. We made a movie. Here it is. It's really, really long. And it's like, you know, just for me, just for me. Mm. Whereas, um, I don't know. There's just other things where I find myself so riveted by how somebody is having fun and exploring what you can do with a medium. I think it's even happening very much with music. and has been for some time now. We're like, you now have this ability, like you put out a mixtape or you have a podcast where you put out, you get something like Drop, where there's all this additional Hamilton content that's coming out because you can't make another Hamilton, but you bring out these things that you know the fans are really going to enjoy because it's right in the wheelhouse of what that medium is great for. Like we don't have the resources to put on another Hamilton right now, but hey, here's, here's this amazing version of Burn with five different women who've played Eliza. Like that's, put that in my veins I will be so into that so anyway I sound like a karma suck I liked a lot lot. I liked a lot about it I liked I I always love Rocket I think he's so well done I love the Thor stuff by and large once you got past the very sad beginning but uh, I don't know you say something
1: though Uh, would you say thumbs up or thumbs down for you
0: as a movie yeah I mean as a movie
1: as a movie people could go see and enjoy
0: Oh, in that sense? Yeah, go see it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
0: but also watch Killing Eve on BBC America. I put it into the show notes. Um, 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 Dan, why don't you tell me about something you like? I would like to tell you about Simple Contacts. Simple Contacts. This is of,
1: of great value to This is to if people. I want to
0: be able to get in touch with people. I get their address. <laughs> that's that's right. It's an, app.
1: it's an app for contact management uh, available for Windows 95.
0: Oh, thanks to Simple Contacts. Dan, what even is Simple Contacts? What's the deal with that? <laughs>
1: Simple Contacts. This is a very, very cool service. It is a convenient way for people to renew uh, their contact lens prescription and get their favorite brand of contacts from anywhere. And it takes only minutes to do it. It is, uh, it is what they call Vision Care Simplified. And here's how it works. A lot of the time, people say, man, I need to get some new contacts. Oh, no. My prescription has expired. Well, they have solved this. You take a five-minute vision test. You do this on your phone or your computer. It gets reviewed by a licensed doctor, and then you receive a renewed one-year prescription, and you reorder your contacts. It's that simple. Now, if, you, if you're if you saying to yourself, <laughs> I'm not a chump. I've already got an unexpired prescription right here on the desk. That's fine. You just take a picture of it. You upload it, or you don't have it, you just send them your doctor's information and they'll get it. And then you can order your contact lenses because it's all about making it easy. It's all about making it convenient and fast to get your contact lenses. And this is this is what they do. Now, the way that this works, the vision test, it's self-guided. It takes less than five minutes. So think about the time that you're going to save. You don't have to make a doctor appointment. You don't have to schedule it out. You don't have to drive over there. You don't have to go through all that nonsense just to get an updated prescription. Now, I, I'm required to say by the simple contacts people that this is not a replacement for the full eye health exam that you're supposed to get. This just handles your prescription, but this makes it so easy to get your contact lenses, check your, check your vision, make sure that you can, you can, uh, you can see and they'll do that. It's only 20 bucks. Compare that to the cost of the annual appointment appointment with insurance. That's 200 bucks there. Usually. So their contact lens prices are unbeatable. They've got standard shipping free and uh, you get the brands that you like. You're not stuck with some generic brand. You pick, my wife is very choosy about the, she has like one brand that she likes and they, these guys have it and she can get it from there now. So this is, this is the way it works. You can, and here's a special deal, $30 off your contacts. If you go to simplecontacts.com slash back to work, or just enter the code back to work, one word, at checkout. Again, the URL, simplecontacts.com slash back to work. Code is back to work and you will save $30. So uh, if you work contacts or you want to work contacts, this is uh, this is the place to go for it. So we appreciate the support of Simple Contacts. Thank you very much uh, to our friends, simplecontacts.com slash back to work. Thanks, Simple Contacts. Puck, puck.
0: Okay, I'm going to do a uh, – I'm going to really hit it out of the park here. Speaking of YouTube, mm. speaking of Infinity War, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, makeup, I just put a really cool video – I thought it was cool. Really cool video in show notes, which is a time lapse of applying Amy Pond's makeup to become uh, Nebula
1: because it's pretty crazy. Nebula has, the, I think, the coolest makeup in, uh, in the movie.
0: Yeah, and she's still, still so uh, expressive, but uh, – <laughs> What's her name? Karen Gillan. Poor Karen Gillan. She's just sitting here looking at her phone for like what must be hours. It's so much work, but it's really amazing to watch. So gorgeous. Uh, oh, you know what else I loved? What's that? That I didn't see coming. Well, I don't want to spoil it for po- folks who haven't seen it. But
1: the portrayal of Groot. Yeah. <laughs> oh My God. <laughs> Pretty good. So good. I like seeing him like that.
0: Oh, so funny
1: and like so expressive. Like. Whoa. i wonder how long he's going to be like that before he goes back to yeah because we know
0: that when he got blown up at the beginning of the first one then he came back as a little
1: like sapling Mm -hmm. it's taking a pretty long time i thought it would be like pretty quick well he went from sapling to teenager in like a week okay seems like Yeah, yeah yeah i think you're right but it's been more than a week that he's been teenager
0: and it sure feels like that, yeah. but
1: when you got a teen, it feels like a real long time, you
0: know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I think, yeah. Um, Dan, I want to uh, re-remind people that Ooh. the Ungaling X-Men meetup number 22 is going to be happening on Thursday, May 17th. That's just in a couple weeks. This is an opportunity, uh, if you're in San Francisco uh, at that time, you can come out to Two Cats Comics at 320 West Portal Avenue in San Francisco, and there's a meetup, which is like okay, a handful of people come and hang out, and I, I, I go there. Because, like, that's why we're doing it. And uh, you can uh, meet me and say hi, and you can meet other nice people and say hi. And you do not have to be into comics; you don't have to be a dork, but it helps. This is—it's uh, very. Uh, I promise you, it's very inclusionary. So, like, uh, you know, if you can make it there, come out. It's—it's it's really fun, and you can go to in show notes there's a link. Um, but yeah, you just come out to Two Cats Comics on May seventeenth at seven thirty p.m. Nice, mm-hmm,
1: nice. How late do you guys stay out there? Is it like you're there for 15 minutes and peace out? Or is it like a whole, a well whole night? Well, before
0: nine. The store closes at nine. And then we usually go get a drink. And then I, I come home and watch YouTube.
1: <laughs> and then you make a 3D dinosaur optical. You go to sleep and it all just starts over again. Yep.
0: yep. Every day, whether you want to or not.
1: I know. Yeah, the only way out is through. Oh, <laughs> <I> haven't <laughs> done that one in a while. I know, I know.
0: Um, can we update our listeners on, uh, you can't see my notes. Um, sh- sh- well, first of all, hmm, where do we begin? Are you back to the uh, old mic again?
1: Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. I can, hear, too- I can hear they- I can hear the, the L or whatever it's Yeah, called. I
0: know. I know. But the, the other one you couldn't hear the part of my voice is
1: interesting. The other <laughs> one I was just like, <laughs> I don't agree. Yeah, I know. Michael Jackson used, uh, that microphone to, for thriller. Rob well, Quivers so is uses Roderick it every uses day. for
0: practically everything. That's right. And,
1: um, but uh,
0: maybe your range of hearing is better than mine. But I, I mean, basically, I, I I sound like a garbage truck going by if nah. I use the other mic. <laughs> well, I'm sure the audience will be happy either way. Um, we have people, you know, that contact us about mm-hmm. these things. Mm-hmm. We have people who have <laughs> contact us with some, with some Brian, tips.
1: Did you hear that static, that crackle at <laughs> one hour and four- seven? seconds for a one eighth of a second i heard a sound or kilohertz hum. like right, right that's when i you know dropped the fork mm-hmm. or something no it's it's no. merlin's microphone here mm. there did you hear I'll, that i'll come over and fix it it's now good
0: for you <laughs> thank you i'm outside we talked I'm downstairs <laughs> i like your hair like that <laughs> you should you should get a better lock uh, i'm only saying it because i'm worried about you <laughs> right if i could get in anyone could if you bought more underpants you wouldn't miss it when they're gone i love you <laughs> that's why i care so much that's yeah. why i sit in clown makeup and cry
1: Ah, uh, you haven't gotten splatoon have you I care so much no my daughter plays it all the time she loves it is she on there multiplayer or just single player campaign
0: Oh, I think she interacts with some strangers. I've had a couple delete a couple names off there, but it's anonymous, right? It's mostly anonymous. It's, it's all just anonymous. a username. You told it's, me this. Yes. No, she's on there all the time. Don't be creepy. Um, dee, 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 dee. Uh, I was thinking about getting the uh, cardboard box thing. The um, Labo. Labo. Did you get it? No. Hmm. I don't really understand exactly what it is we're getting into with that, but it looks cool. <laughs> it looks really cool. It feels educational. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like, PBS. it's like PBS for Nintendo Switch. Like, I made a piano out of cardboard and it connects to the Switch and plays music. Like, that's, that's pretty so cool. cool. You can make a little robot. Yeah, think. a little robot. And, uh, uh-huh. and 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 they vibrate and move across the floor and stuff.
0: If you tell me to get it, I'll get it. I put it on my get wish
1: list, but it was a little too costly.
0: It was like 69 and I, and I wasn't so sure if I wanted to spend that.
1: Now, a friend of mine has just bought a new house, and, uh, and she was asking about the ring doorbell that's you have the ring right maybe um, if you had it do you like it do you recommend it if you had it
0: um, not really no Mm-mm. okay I mean not really okay I mean if there are other do you, options do you like anything <sighs> <sighs> I have a problem with almost everything because can- here's what makes me different than most people in technology yeah. is I use this stuff <laughs> I don't just write about it on deadline on a Saturday night and <laughs> right. actually use it. So I have to actually detach my ring doorbell every week or two to recharge it. Really? Yeah,
1: because we don't have electric that goes down there. Oh. We're in an old house. What if that? Oh, what if that wasn't an issue? What if you had electric going?
0: Well, I hope it's really fast electric because I have yet to be able to get the thing to make the camera come up while somebody is still standing at the doorbell. <laughs> it's not like it is. It's not like it is in the MSNBC ad where you taunt people outside, right? Hi,
1: hey, have a little fire, Scarecrow. Oh, oh,
0: me and the hoodie guys are gonna run away. <laughs> uh it's fine. It's you know, it's fine. It's it's not great. Um I, you know, I have lots of things I really like. I really like my Amazon Echoes. I like those a lot. I really like Spotify. Mm-hmm. I really like my TV. There's lots of stuff I really like. There's lots of stuff I'm genuinely enthused about. People don't remember that. They only remember because here's the thing. Most of this stuff is garbage. I mean most of this stuff is still like people figuring stuff out, you know, it's, it's nuts. I spent two hours the other morning trying to get a login for my light switch. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like this is, this is what John, this is what uh, John Roderick is talking about. Yeah. This is, this is Matt Howey with his garage door all over again. right? Um, I'd be happy to talk about stuff that I like. um, so what we did was we tossed out last week that you and I have been speaking offline about potentially doing shirts again because people do occasionally ask yes. us if we'll do shirts. Yes. And so, so far, that's led people to email us and tell us what shirts they don't want. Thank you very much for that. Uh, but um, what we did, we may throw a little bit of a wrench into this because last week what we said was we had two ideas for shirts. And I want to come clean about this. Now, uh, what we said was our two ideas for shirts was one that says Bull and another, another one, uh, what was the other one? Uh, BT Dubs Nation or something like that. Right. And then I think we actually asked our listeners to tell us which one of those they would prefer. Did, did you get any sense from the BT Dubs Nation which one of those shirts they preferred? They
1: they definitely liked uh, overall uh, – of of those two choices, they liked BT Dubs Nation. But that was not necessarily what people want the most. Well, you and I talked about it and I admitted something because I'm woke,
0: mm-hmm. which is I was a little concerned that, that – bull of a being a line that we've used maybe in four or five episodes as a bit about mm-hmm. an at&t commercial could fairly be seen as unnecessary and dumb cultural appropriation and i thought that maybe wasn't such a good idea although right. i think it would be a cute shirt but then we had another idea for a shirt and uh i think it was was, was it your idea i think it was probably your idea yeah, uh, but, i don't i don't um, remember we're thinking about making a shirt that says it's your show right a lot Which is, of people think really nice, that. and A
1: lot of people said that they wanted they? that. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I think that is – I'm going to say, first of all, thank you to everybody who's responded, especially by letting us know what shirts we shouldn't make. Uh, but also because it, it pills after five washings. <laughs> yeah. And um, th- thank you for that. Thank you. And thank you for contacting us on Twitter about it. too. Right. Thank you um and uh thank you for, for reaching out thank you thank you and uh that 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 and I, I think we should explore a design around the concept of it's your show because i think that's a funny saying it's something we both say to one another mm-hmm. and i also like the idea that it can also be like hey you know it's your show you're the listeners ah, i like that even though it's really not no like you couldn't not. i wouldn't try and make a claim or anything
1: right i'll edit that part we'll send you a C and D letter <laughs> do you know the difference between cease and desist the difference between the word, the meaning of the word cease and the meaning of the word desist. When they say you're going
0: to send a cease and desist letter. I just learned this like a couple
1: weeks ago. It's Uh, very lawyerly. Well, cease means stop stop, Mm -hmm. and desist means keep stopping. Right. Don't, don't do it again. Exactly. See, that's how a lawyer thinks they got to give two names to everything. Full and complete stop. Right. Because if you, if, if I tell you to stop, you're like, okay, I just stopped. Now I started again uh-huh, See? uh-huh. You, you wouldn't send somebody just the des- desist letter because they could think
0: they'd get one more freebie in. right <laughs> Boo. 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 so anyway i i, I think uh, you know i assume you have a designer person in mind for this but maybe uh, something around that theme
1: i love that i think that'd be great mm-hmm. and uh we'll put those out we'll set up a little store and we will sell them and ship them to people
0: Thank, thank you to anyone who's been interested in it and yeah. has, has bought them in the past. Like People bought these shirts. It makes me really happy. People
1: are passionate about what they do and don't want. And so hopefully, yes. now that we've decided on a concept, um, people can uh, poo-poo it and, uh, and then yes. realize when they see it how great it is and, and change their minds and buy it.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, everybody's different. It would be, uh, it would be no fun if we we're all the same. There's a, there's a Twilight Zone episode about that. Which, what's the name um, of it? I was just
1: watching it. The- the,
0: it's called the. You know what? I'll, I'll, I will pre, pre promote this. Hmm. Um, uh, f- a friend of the show, uh, uh, Dan, I think it's pronounced Wersh, uh, nerd.is, uh, he, uh, he had me on his program called uh, Random Serling, where he has somebody <laughs> on to talk about a randomly chosen episode of Twilight Zone. Or night gallery, and uh, I don't know when it'll come out. I'm guessing in the next couple of weeks. But um, he picked night I gallery
1: on... over because it's it's uh, it has to be Rod Serling. He couldn't do the Outer Limits. Outer limit? No, that's the other one. Yeah, but I liked the uh, Outer Limits. I, I, I was not a fan of Night Gallery. Yeah, he didn't write. He
0: didn't. According to Dan, he didn't write so many of those. But we did an episode from 1961 called "The Mind and the Matter," mm. um, featuring uh, Shelley Berman as a guy who doesn't like people. And uh, I, liked, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but it was fun to do, and it was nice of Dan to have me on. So uh, yeah, anyway, no spoilers. I just oh, we watched...
1: We're we to talk about Sign productivity, Dan. We're just doing a lot of uh, <clears throat> flippity jibbity Yeah, now. I know. But one thing I, I will uh, say is just coincidentally, earlier today, I watched a Twilight Zone while I was eating lunch. Yeah. And uh, it was the one, it's either called Masks or The Masks. Do you remember that one? It's one of the ones with the creepy pig faces. Uh, yeah. Is it the one where the, the woman, the woman's actually beautiful. They no, do a Monsters no, 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 type no, 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 situation. No, the mask is, it the, is one with the one with the party. The one with like the party. Well, there's Mardi Gras going on, but this is the man who is, uh, the old man who is dying okay, and has his family who, uh, seem to hate him and he seems oh, to hate right.
0: them. Oh, this is so creepy. I remember this episode
1: come over and, uh, in order for them to inherit his fortune,
0: Oh, I remember this. I remember the ending. Yes, yes, they yes. They have yes, to yes. wear
1: these bizarre masks until. They kind of reflect their. Their personalities, the ugliness the down, of the their. The deficits of their. Yeah, their ugly personalities. Yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, that's good. 1964. <gasps> Put it in show notes. That's a good episode. That's a good one. And now uh, this is on Netflix. Apparently, Netflix now yeah. has uh, seasons. Explain this to me. Seasons one, two, three, and five of The Twilight Zone. No more, no less.
0: I don't know, but I imagine it would have to do with Hulu distribution rights. All. I imagine it's distribution rights. I feel yeah, like strange. Th- Those kinds of things are so strange.
1: Twilight Zone needs to be in the public domain, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, they should do that. Like uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Eminence Grease, e- eminent domain. That who song. should be able, huh? The who song. The who song. Oh, Eminence Front. Yeah. They, should- they should. They should exercise Eminence Front. It's a put on. They should exercise <laughs> that on the Twilight Zone and put it into the public domain. <laughs>
1: yes Mm mm-hmm now a doula i I have a uh a doula oblongata (laughs) (laughs) i have a question for you about uh venom the upcoming movie with tom hardy now as a general rule i will see anything tom hardy is in Mm -hmm. Uh, he's got pretty mouth he he is a fantastic actor and bizarre and uh in real life and i just i like his stuff so, of course, I'm going to see Venom. But here's my problem with this. Now, I've heard that I just, just as recently as yesterday or the day before, there was a news story that I read that said Tom Holland's character, whether that is Peter Parker or Spider-Man, will is be... A Mar- is,
0: a, is this a Marvel movie?
1: Yes. It is a okay. Sony. It is a Sony movie, but it is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they refer to it as adjacent to the marvel Interesting, cinematic but it's got universe. but it's got uh, the kid. It has the kid. Okay, cool. I don't know who that is, but it's got it. And this is the weird thing to me. Now, for people who understand who have who have either read the comics or have um seen the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, they know that the way that Peter Parker aka Spider-Man got the initial symbiote which became venom later is he got this uh during secret wars first secret wars on the beyonders planet uh battle world mm-hmm. when his regular spider-man costume became sort of shredded in battle he uh was talking to another hero i forget if it was thor or someone else who said, "Hey." There's, uh, there's some uh, machine over there that'll make you a new suit. You just walk over there and think about the suit that you well, want. This kind
0: of already sounds like a Twilight Zone, doesn't uh, it?
1: Yeah. And it'll uh, it'll pop out a new suit for you. And that's how I got this one. Isn't it nice? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go over there and do that. Now, meanwhile, uh, also on the battle planet uh, was a Spider-Woman who, at the time, had a very cool black and white suit. And uh, so Spider-Man w- walked over to a machine and... I guess went and thought about the suit that he wanted and out pops instead of a new suit that looks like his regular red and blue suit. It is a black and white suit that looks a lot like the one that uh, spider woman wore. And he said, Oh, okay, well maybe I was just thinking about her suit when I was imagining my new suit. So that's cool. This is pretty cool. And he realizes that it like, you know, like goes over him. It's like a fluid that kind of becomes a suit for him and it can move around and do other weird things. And, uh, he doesn't think too much of it. He thinks of cool alien technology. I've got a cool new suit. It's very cool, and I really like it, and it's got, like, web shooters built in, and he uh, doesn't think anything of it until he gets back to Earth, and he's been on Earth for a while, and then he starts feeling, like, really tired in the morning, and he realizes that eventually the suit is, like, going on him at night and, like, making him web sling and go around at night, and he eventually realizes that there's more than just that, that, that sort of... Um stuff that he's been feeling and 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 all of that is actually due because this suit is turns out is a symbiotic life form it's an alien being that is sort of an amorphous shape and it sort of has grafted itself onto him and yes it enhanced his abilities and other things like that but it's sort of evil and he tries to get it off and he does manage to get it off because its sensitivity is sound so he goes to a bell tower and uses the the sounds of the bells banging is enough to sort of shake up the suit and he's able to pull it off of himself and uh it as it drops down it winds up landing on eddie brock who is a newspaper reporter or something who's has it out for oh, peter parker and okay. in the movie portrayed by topher grace who um who then inherits who who is I, I forget if he's a newspaper reporter in the comic or if he's just a bad guy in the comic but in the in the in the movies he's always some kind of a reporter and anyway he he this it it attaches itself to him and merges with him uh but the explanation as to why venom is spider-man esque why it has the spider-man eyes and why it has a big spider on its chest and why it has webs and can let the user crawl on the walls is because in its long process of being bonded to peter parker it sort of inherited in some way his his spider Mm -hmm. ability it absorbs some spider-man right and so that's kind of how it formed so now anyone that gets it it gets the enhanced strength and the wall crawling and to some degree a spider sense and the look of spider-man and uh and and so now there's this new movie with tom hardy coming out that is mcu adjacent and now there's a rumor that uh tom holland's Peter Parker or Spider-Man will be in some kind of a cameo in the movie. But if you watch the latest trailer of this movie, you'll see that uh, the, the story that's told is some kind of ship crash lands on earth and, uh, and they are able to capture this substance, which turns out to be venom, the, the symbiote uh, capture it. And somehow or other, it winds up going on to Tom Holland, uh, Eddie, AKA hmm. Eddie Brock. and, my understanding that, that that it it just is just happens to look kind of like Spider-Man and give kind of like spider ish abilities, but there isn't this other story of it being on Peter Parker. So I'm kind of disappointed, frustrated, and confused that's weird. by this. And I, I was that's very weird. If anyone, I, I was hoping maybe you had heard about this, but if anyone has an explanation for me as to how they're going to explain it. Or is it just coincidental that the eyes of Venom look exactly like Spider-Man's eyes? I don't. I don't know. I don't like so that. I'm I
0: th- trying to understand because I, I, I try to avoid trailers for things mostly. Yeah. And for this one, you're saying the question is like because uh, I want to like this movie. Yeah,
1: because I what love question? the symbiote. Okay. Go oh, ahead. All sorry. right. All no, right. No, okay. ask. 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 Tell me.
0: You're confused, or you're curious about like how Spider-Man relates to the existence of the suit. Is it just kind of a nod to the idea of Spider-Man instead of being an overtly related to Spider-Man?
1: Thing? Well, I mean, if you wa- if you look at what Venom looks like, both in the comics and in the other yeah, it's movies, it's like somebody's
0: creepy deviant art version of Spider-Man. Of
1: Spider-Man, yeah. Um, McFarlane created him. Apparently, he's got the big McFarlane eyes. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks like an evil version of Spider-Man. And so, how, why would it look like an evil version of Spider-Man if it, if it wasn't patterning itself off of him? If it hadn't been bonded to him? It makes no sense. It's, what, coincidentally, it's just going to kind of sort of look like Spider-Man? Because that's, nah. That's an, weird. A being from another planet just sort of has Spider-Man suit style to it? Nah. Yeah, I, I see what you're
0: saying. Yeah, yeah, well, write right to Dan. Tell him about
1: this. I need to hear it's about this. It's very confusing. Maybe we have a listener who's, like, involved in a writing of the movie. Maybe we have the writer in the movie. Can ch- I'm
0: me. so out of the loop. I did not learn until like second or fifth hand last week that there's going to be an X-Force movie. I had no idea. Really?
1: I, I didn't, didn't know, know that at movie. all. It's
0: got Thanos in it. Thanos plays Cable. Thanos, How confusing pl- is that? So it's based on X-Force. I guess the Liefeld era X-Force. And I think. And with a, a, a more than a dash of uh, de- Cable and Deadpool. Really? That comic series. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's got Domino. It's got an officially named Domino in it. So really? that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: X-Force. X-Force. Look at that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and I'm sure you're excited for the new Deadpool movie. That goes without saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm just not as excited about movies anymore. What? I just, it's not like, I just, not I spent fun. 15
1: years. I didn't see one movie in like 15 years. And now I see movies like every couple weeks. Going to the movies is not that fun anymore. It is just simply not.
0: And like it's just the whole experience is is such a grind and like you I just feel like I feel so like s- I don't know. Just feel feel so productized in all of this, and like, you know, make a happy face and go along. Like, I'm I'm ready to be thrilled and excited by something I didn't expect to be great. You know, I'm excited for stuff like you know. I don't know if you ever saw that movie based on Anthony's comic, um, Atomic Blonde. Like movies like that, they're just like, oh, this is so cool. Like like just movies that kind of seemingly come out of nowhere. Like I still love stuff like that. It's just all this build up and it's summertime, and so we gotta go and we gotta have a hot take on it. It's just it's also exhausting. I always like to recommend to people a comic that I really, really like. I love the writing. I love the art. Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña. I really recommend Uncanny X-Force Volume 1. Mm. It's really, really good. It's got that, that creepy Phantom X in it. The guy oh, yeah. the guy who's like a person in a spaceship and, and then eventually he's like having a three-way with himself. It's super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go go Google uh, Jerome Opeña. Jerome. O-P-E-N-A. Jerome Opeña. Jerome Opeña.
1: Opeña. 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 Go look at some of that guy's
0: pencils. Nice
1: pencils. Look at
0: that. What are those pencils? Am I right? I love pencils. He does. Look, look at that. at the, okay, look so, at that. Look at that cable in Deadpool. Like, look at the pencil work on that. Wow. He draws a really, really good Deadpool. X- Man, there's Ford. a good
1: Thor on here, too.
0: Wow! Yeah, his 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 style is just is so beautiful. Let's see if I can find. Oh yeah, look at that! Oh, I love the detail on this. Because it's it's almost like it's not holy oh, at that dis- Thanos. It's not yeah yeah yeah. It's not wholly dissimilar from. I feel like it's inspired by the
1: Jim Lee Jim style. Jim Lee, yeah, that's what I thought too. That
0: I'm not a personally a huge fan of, but it's so much more subtle. It's so much more subtle. Yeah,
1: I love it. I didn't. He really gets wow. some
0: expressions out of them. This looks like it takes a long time to do.
1: Oh yeah, look at that! Man, it's got apocalypse. You know, kid. Batman Hush. Did I ever force pa- you to read as that? A kid, Batman really Hush good. is Jim Lee's uh, finest work. I think.
0: No, that's good. That's good.
1: And Court of Val is very good too. Uncanny X Force Volume that. One, Let It Bleed. Is that what I should be putting into the notes or uh, the Apocalypse? Uncanny X Force Number
0: One. Uh, just put it in notes. It's. Oh, you got it in there. Uncanny X Force Uncanny X Force Solution
1: Shape of Water 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 Shape let's of got, Water Let's
0: go what's her head in it what's her name what's her name what's her, what's her name The Whoa. one with the uh, the improbable uh, leg things what's her name Not X23 Force Domino huh
1: Force What's her name Run Force Run Force gum. Braces come right off.
0: Hmm. Okay. Copying. Oh, what's Grizzly? Um, <laughs> what? Oh, it's what just. Are you, it's, what are you it's, doing up there? Oh no, I'm just looking for things. This would be good short.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, that guy. All right, hold on. I'm clicking. I'm clicking. I'm going over the thing. What is your? <laughs> what is your avatar right now in? Sky? It's a little doggie. It's horrific. No, it's a little sweet little doggy named Oracle. God.
0: People think Oracle can tell the future. It's just because she watches TV. Wow,
1: that's some cool art you sent over.
0: Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Go for the juggler. Hmm. Um, now let's we make see. that the show art. Why not? We we got, oh, God, look at this Jim Lee stuff. Oh, my God. It's so... No, You're wait, looking, no, wait. Sorry, not Jim Lee. This is Rob Liefeld. Oh, my God. Look at
1: this. I can't see it. i on the it right now.
0: Look at that. Look at that.
1: No feet. The, who the, is the guy that does the really bad feet? You're always mm-hmm. making fun of the feet. <laughs> Rob felt. <Liefeld. laughs> did
0: you see, the, did you see the, the thing going around about uh, him?
1: No. Okay, give me a minute. Cut this out. I'll edit all this out. I mean, this show will never.
0: Um, Dan, we have, uh, we have two sponsors this week. Is that right? We do. Do you want to tell me about uh, one more thing that you like? I would
1: be honored and pleased to tell you about Casper 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 wait, hang on casper yeah they deserve a good one
0: they know they need a
1: good With the sink a and good the bounce ding. and the whatnot casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time <laughs> they make mattresses they make pillows and they make sheets and they care deeply about the kind of sleep that you get they are cleverly designed to mimic the human form to provide supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies merlin all Mm -hmm. kinds of shapes and sizes because no two human beings are like not even identical twins (laughs) is that true this is i'm just reading from the script
0: I just learned about oh, actually it was people that were on no spoilers. Somebody uh, on Face Off. It was triplets: two identical, one fraternal. Have you ever heard of that? No, I'm out. No, 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 no.
1: Twins are so creepy. Oh, but you know, creepy. creepy or
0: not, you still got to sleep. Am I right?
1: Well, I mean, yeah. even even twins need to sleep. If they're standing holding each other's hands in front Such of an elevator, hands. I'm out.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. um, Casper. Th- this is the thing. They came out with a Casper a few years ago. And the first Casper mattress, you can still get that one. That's my personal favorite one. I like that one. I'm a traditional, I'm an OG, they say. That's an OC, an
0: original Casper. OC. OC.
1: But they now have two other mattresses because, again, no two human beings are identical. Mm -hmm. So they have different styles. One of them is called the Wave. Now, this is a patent pending premium support system mirroring the natural shape of your body they've got the regular casper mattress which has the multiple supportive memory foams uh with just a, the right amount of uh, both sink and bounce and then they have a new one called the essential which streamlines design okay but at a price it won't keep you up at night see that's a little joke when they, and they took it and they turned it that's yeah. good so basically what they're they've done is they've said you know what we've got a regular one we've got maybe a affordable version although they're all kind of affordable and then yes. they've got like a uh maybe a premium kind of well, version especially compared to those racketeers that are over there in the ah, in the strip mall i know you don't Just want to deal with that and you can, don't deal with that and this is the problem can you imagine how can you imagine
0: how gross those mattresses are
1: oh everyone people been on people
0: those. coming in coming in eating their eating their ice cream drumsticks and like laying around on the mattresses you know what i'm gonna do all I'm those fingers get a, and a snot
1: bucket of kfc uh huh. And lay down in one of those things and just sit there and just eat it and just wipe my hand on the mattress. And you know what? They won't say a thing to me. They won't say yeah. anything, because that's normal for a mattress Well, I mean look store. at the guy's necktie, am I right? Ugh. Ugh. So instead of dealing with that That's not Casper, though. That's no, the other this guy. is that, that's the other one. Uh huh. With Casper, you don't you don't have those issues. This is the thing. You want to be sure that you've bought the right thing. And so what Casper has is a one hundred night risk free sleep on it trial. Okay, So what that means is they send you the mattress and you have 100 nights to decide by sleeping on it if it's right for you. And you get these hassle-free returns if you're not totally satisfied. They will come to you and they will take it away. And, uh, and this is the genius of it. It's delivered to your door inside this little box. You open it up. It unfurls itself. It breathes. It, it comes to life right there. And, uh, and I have one of these. Merlin, you've got like eight of these mm-hmm. mattresses. my um, One of my friends, they just got a uh, a new apartment and the first thing they said is, you know what, we don't even want our old bed. We're not even going to bring the old bed. We're going to just straight away order a Casper and uh, and they're loving it too. And I think the listeners will love it. And here's a, a special situation for them. They can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash itsyourshow and they use the promo code itsyourshow at checkout, terms, and conditions apply. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is what this is what they do. They, they get the 100-night uh, risk-free sleep on a trial. They get their mattress, $50 towards select mattresses. Casper.com slash it's your show. It's your show. So go check it out. And we appreciate the continued support from Casper.com. Thank you, Casper. Puck, puck. Check your text messages. I'm looking. I'm going to look right now. Oh, Yes. Oh my God! That is awesome and hilarious. Whoever did that is a it's genius. It's just pockets. He's he's all pouches. Even the gun that he's holding is <laughs> he's just <made> pouches. pouches. <laughs> With the front pouch open and the bullet, the bullets are pouches. we should see if we can. My God. his name is Donal.
0: Is the guy's name Donal. Donal
1: KMR Donal. eighteen? Donal. People still doing parodies of this. I don't know. Love it. Reddit.
0: Oh, by Donald. Oh, here we go. I think I, I'm going to Reddit. Uh, Donald Delay. Oh, well, that can't be a real name. <laughs> Donald <laughs> Delay. That's a cool name. Donald Delay. Put it in show notes. Yeah. Just put my first Reddit
1: thread. Thread it. My first thread it in uh, in show notes. Donald Delay, artist of Donal Death, Delay. Death of Love from Image Comics. Donald Delay. Oh wait, he he he's a drawer of comics. Apparently, yeah. Donald Delay. He's on Twitter. I'll put his Twitter account in the thing. Donald DeLay. Sweet. Good job, Donald DeLay. That's so cool. What oh, his art? He's name. great.
0: Oh, wow. He sure is. Oh, this is. Oh, I love this. Oh, look at his stuff. Man, I wish I
1: could draw. I know. If I could draw, I would just sit. That's all I do. I would just yeah. sit
0: and draw all day.
1: Nothing else but that.
0: I love when people draw other colors. Oh, look at that picture of Lobo he drew. Are you on Lobo. his Twitter? Lobo. I'm there right now. Lobo. So people good. love Lobo.
1: I don't know much about Lobo, but I know people love Lobo. Lobo is Lobo. Uh, sort of like a. I guess he, he started out. As I've sort heard of a Lisa Schmeiser but... talk about him. He's a, is he a DC guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think I've heard of Lobo. Pretty powerful. powerful. He's sort of like a like Supermanish kind of powers. Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh. Uh oh. Catching up buh. to you. You ate too fast. <laughs> I hate
0: hate appropriately fast, which is to say very fast. Oh, here's another one. Look at that. Oh, it's beautiful. Okay. Do uh, we want to do some pound Line Productivity? Yeah, I think so. Um, I've got two things from listeners that I think are fairly classic. They're not about the pilling on shirts. Thank you for contacting us. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, We got time for at least one. You got Listener David on the question, uh, basically asking, is it time to move on from this job that he's been in, Right. If you saw that one? Yep. And uh, Listener Sean had a good question about trying to find a mentor.
1: I didn't like the mentor question. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, Sean. I mean, you can take that one. It's, you know, it's your show. So. Let's see. I'm looking for some advice
0: about approaching someone to be a mentor. Um, I think we can answer this one pretty pretty quick. Right. Uh, listener Sean on finding a mentor. Duncan on Dan, I'm, I'm looking for some <laughs> advice about approaching someone to be a mentor. It's always felt very high school to me to go up to someone at work with my hands in my pockets and my head down to say, so I uh, want to be my mentor. Um, what advice do you have uh, finding a mentor if either of you have an opening for a protege? Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting question. I think uh, briefly, listener Sean, I think the, the, the question becomes um, what is it you're looking for that mentor to do for you? I presumably, uh, you're referencing a, uh, thank you for referencing a 43 folders post here. I think you're looking for somebody who has a lot of experience in something and can help, um, help you find that sort of a, a through line to like the next steps in, in your career or your vocation. Um, I mean, you know, it's gonna, if you don't see anybody who's like jumping out to you already, uh, then I would consider what you mean by mentor. Like, does it have to be? like a Seinfeld kind of thing where you're like their PA or something like that. Probably not. What you really need is you need a Sherpa. You need a rabbi. You need somebody who can, you know, uh, kind of keep you on the right path for whatever it is you're trying to do. And for that, I think you could have a much more informal relationship by starting by looking for somebody really cool that you know, who's good at the thing that you do. This is really obvious. I suppose, Um, the way to get them to help you is to make it easy for them and to not overwhelm them. So if you're looking for advice from somebody, I mean really you're looking for somebody who's kind of a cross between a teacher and a therapist. Do not you think um, in some ways Dan Yeah, you're definitely. looking for somebody who's going to be part way in between. I mean you know anybody can give career advice even if they don't know anything about it but you're also looking for somebody who is a good listener and can hear the kinds of things that you that are hanging you up right now and sometimes they can give you a reframe you know rather than strictly giving advice i think one of the best things is context and framing. So look look for somebody cool around you and I would, I would say, don't go and ask for them to be your mentor, but you might want to say like, you know, I had a couple of questions about my career and what I could be doing better. Like, you know, could I buy a coffee or could I, could we have a quick phone call at some point? Um, so they may not want to go into the full-time mentor business. Like I say, if there's not somebody around you already that strikes you as good mentor material, then I would look for somebody who may not be a good full-time mentor, but somebody who can be a resource for you. In fact, I would say, try to find three people like that. Like, don't be, you know, you don't want to be a pill about it, but People who are good at what they do, uh, like talking about it. And they, in my experience, if someone is kind, especially, they will be probably happy to help you along because they've been there and they know what that's like. But I guess if there's any advice I'm giving here, it's to keep it low key and not overwhelm the person that you're looking for help from. As far as actually finding that person, I don't know. It depends on what it is you're trying to do, but look for somebody around you. I mean, let's look at it this way. If somebody weren't, wanted to learn something about comic books, they could come to the comic meetup. And you wouldn't need somebody to become your mentor. At that point, somebody could just say, well, tell me what kind of stuff you like. Are there movies that you like? Like, Are there comics you like as a kid? And they could give you guidance on where to go next with the comics. I don't think your career has to be that different. You could go to that person and, and – uh, I mean assuming you've already kind of rubber ducked this on your own and kind of ask yourself what your hangups or problems are uh, or limitations – then you could go to that person and say, like, you know, here's what feels like a hang-up to me. Is that a hang-up? What should I be doing differently? Where should I be focusing my attention? What do you think?
1: I think it's great. I mean, it's, this is something that, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot about. I mean, I guess, I guess the thought that I have on it would be, like you said, you can't really go up to somebody and say, hey, um, be be my mentor, I feel like it has that has to naturally evolve somehow. Like you you can do what you said which is, you know, go and and maybe say like I have some questions and eventually perhaps a natural um mentor relationship will evolve, but I don't think mm-hmm. that's something you can you can kind of force it or go into it saying like I'm looking for, I'm like, I'll, I'm like looking for a mentor, you know? Yeah, like well, it's, you're
0: almost like a squire, like wandering yeah. the land looking for a knight or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, ex- exactly. I don't think it, it can work that way. Uh, I think it has to naturally evolve, but it would evolve by maybe the, him taking initiative and saying to the person that he admires, like, you know, I, I admire you. I like the stuff that you've done and I want to learn. I have some questions. That's a right. good opener, I think, for anybody.
0: Mm-hmm yeah so I would yeah, keep it low key, keep expectations low and um you know and then be a sensitive listener to that person as well. That's right. all I would say, yeah so thank thank you to uh, listener Sean for writing in. Do you want to do listener David's
1: question? uh yes, if you are willing to read it because I don't have it open. No, in front that's
0: fine. Of- listener David writes to say, so I've been doing the same job now for coming up to seven years, had four years at my first company, and then the company went bankrupt and shut down, so I joined a different one and been here three years. My issue is that I just seem to be going nowhere. I've gone up for promotion a few times with each company and always failed with the reason of needing more experience or it wasn't the right time. Hmm. I've gotten very complacent and bored of the fact that my underlings have been promoted over me while I have more experience than them. Uh, With a new promotion opportunity coming in September, do I either A, go for it full steam ahead to likely have the same outcome as it looks 90% certain that a junior colleague is getting it, B, Look for a new job elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Question from listener David. I feel like a lot of the answer may be in the question. I feel like maybe.
1: How do you think? What do you think?
0: First of all, you know, let's always like we always do. Let's start with the emotion. Um, David sounds hurt, mm-hmm. angry, frustrated. Yeah, about. Uh, a sense that David should have been moved up rather than other people. Right. Let's leave that at that for now. Right. So first of all, uh, David's miffed about that. And then there's another thing, which is, it seems like the part that's really galling to David is that <laughs> David's quote unquote underlings, which sounds like something from middle earth that David's <laughs> underlings are the ones getting this promotion and I get a little bit of a whiff, just to be straight up honest with you, David. Uh, entitlement, too strong a word, but like you, you had something coming to you that you were like, de- that you deserve to get. And now you feel like you need to like make an ultimatum about why that hasn't happened. Right. And I'm not sure. It's good that you wrote, but I, I think the way this question is posed, you may not be looking at this in a very clear eyed way. It feels like to me. What do you think? Oh, well, those
1: are great points. I mean, I think he, you know, but we don't know, we don't know, we only know his side of it, right? We only know his perception of it. But there's a lot, there's a lot there. In there is a lot of a and, side that we can do stuff with, I think. Yeah, and, and, but I'm just saying, like, we don't, yes. we don't know the other details. We don't know anything about the other person that maybe got the promotion or why or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That feels kind of
0: conspicuous, conspicuous. Right. absent. Is it, I mean, like, why did
1: those... People
0: that you regard as having less experience—I don't know—the word underling bothers me. Um, people you regard as having less experience than you, like, why does that keep happening? I mean, do they do they just hate you? Probably not. And they're trying, to, like, maybe they're what? trying to
1: push them out. Maybe it's, you know.
0: I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe they want you to go. I don't know, but I mean, my just—I have the luxury or privilege of being further away and having emotional distance from this. And when I read this, my thought is, well. What happened when you asked your bosses? Well, on the one hand, did you ask your bosses why do these other people keep getting promoted and not me? But a better question would be: Is what should I be doing to get promoted? You got to put it. You know, it's got to be valuable to them, not just to you. I mean, nobody cares what you yeah, want. But that right they, there, they, what
1: you just said, I think is really good advice. Like, could, is he in a, a a situation where he could go to management and say, mm-hmm. you know what? You guys promoted this other person, and yeah, what they? What's Why not me? Yeah, why not right. me? And and tell me, tell me what I need to do to get promoted because I would like to get promoted. What am I not doing? And I feel yeah, like I a, mean, a manager it, should be should have a list of those things. Right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, um, 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 um oh, but here, so here is a couple ways to look at. It. One is like I can't help but think that your, your attitude's a little bit negative and maybe a little bit inward turning. Nothing wrong with that. That's the way you notice that something's not right. But then, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Well, I would start by looking at the fact that this is a company that has stuff to do for one reason, a company or an organization that has stuff to do. And whoever is in a position to make those decisions thought somebody else was better for that. And so right there, there's any number of ways that you could choose to look into that. Um, I mean, I think a very honest way would be... uh, at a positive way would be to go to somebody who's like a, your direct boss and say, you know, I would like to move up here and here's why not just like, I think it's time for my bell to get rung, but like, I, I would like to do more here. I would like to have more responsibility and learn new things. And, um, what is it about these other folks that, that they move up and I haven't, is there something I should be doing differently? Is there an attitudinal change or is there a skill refocus? I mean, there may be a reason that it's like that. And that now it's up to you to intuit or determine what those differences are. But, you know, setting all this aside, so we've all been going with David's way of thinking of this so far, which is not a terrible way of thinking of it. It's a very natural way of thinking about it. But, like, let's do a hard reboot and say, well, what's the situation? The situation is that there's a company, organization, team, business that has goals to get done. And good, bad, or indifferent, the people who are in a position to decide who is best at implementing those solutions? And they're they're probably implementers. I'm guessing you're probably not a giant decider. You're an implementer. You're a worker bee. They see something in those other folks that they're not seeing in you. So, like, try to depersonalize it and try to get a little bit more cold eyed about what what you see happening differently. What I, what we are leaving out is I mean, is there a chance that those people are being paid less and therefore I mean, I I don't know. What do you, I feel like the attitude thing would be part of it? Like, make sure you got a positive attitude about like presenting what it is that you want. Let's let's be blunt. What's not going to work is going to your boss and saying, boo, you should give me more money in a promotion. Because, well, they haven't. So they they see something in somebody else. You need to find out what that is. Now, as to part B, I would say it might not hurt you to look at what other opportunities are out there. You do not have to fully commit to that until you're ready. But you sure could update your resume or whatever kids do nowadays. I guess you go to indeed.com. No, I don't know. No, no, no. But put your stuff somewhere and try to schedule two interviews in the next two months and just see what, see how that goes and see what kind of reaction you get. Uh, that can sometimes be invigorating. It can be frustrating. It can be, uh, very centering to know what your market value is outside of there. Are you maybe, would you be a better cultural fit somewhere else? These are the kind of questions I would ask. I think great questions. Yeah. You got to start with the emotion. I like that. If you don't acknowledge if you don't acknowledge the emotion that is maybe somewhat omnipresent and you're thinking about something it's difficult to see it clearly. That's great advice
1: you- just in and of itself to be honest. <laughs>
0: I feel like it is. I know it is for me. I mean, you know, like, like Dan likes to say, you're just a guy in a room, presumably. Uh And like, you know, what if you took out the emotional part of it and the history part of it and tried to see it for what it is. And, and let me just say, I mean, I know this is not much consolation, but I have felt this way. I felt this way at jobs and in positions where, you know, like you say, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Like, why am I not seeing, why is everybody else not seeing what I'm seeing? Well, you know, are you the only person who sees it that way? Um, you got to acknowledge the emotion, and then, but then, be able to also set that aside in order to put yourself in the position of the person who's making those decisions. What what do they see? Do, do you do they see you as somebody who's solving a lot of problems for them, or do they see other people as doing that better and more often? So, I, I don't mean this to be karma sucky, but I think in this case, back to mentoring, the best advice I could give is to make sure you have the right attitude about what your position there is, and then try to explore avenues. That show a little bit of leadership, right? Even even at doing what you're doing right now, kind of take the reins on that and find out like what what more you could be doing in a proactive and positive way. Which is probably not what you want to hear, but that's mm-hmm. what I would say.
1: In other words, take responsibility for it and uh, start with the man in the mirror. Yes,
0: responsibility. Yes, but in some ways, you can even be real cunning about it. You could even be. Um, very opportunistic about it. You don't have to be a nice person. You don't have to be the most honest person, but you do have to be a realistic person. In order to, you know, you know <laughs> whether you're being dead straight honest with somebody or pulling a con, you need to first see clearly what's going on before you can decide the best way. If you go into this feelings first, there's almost no way it ends well. In the sense of, like presenting this to your boss as a, a need for the amelioration of your unhappy feelings, um, that's not really on the big chart. You know, that's, you got to watch for that stuff or it will really get in your way and trip you up and then make you bitter, which is no fun. So yeah, on two channels, on the one hand, look at what's going on around you, talk to your boss and positively say, you know, what what can I be doing doing to do a better job here? Uh, And then second, yeah, why not? Why not update your resume? Why not put out some feelers? Why not see, you know, what else is out there? There's nothing wrong with that. And you got till September. Yeah. um, That's a lot of time. Yeah, it sure is. But you know, you the, the best way to become valuable inside your company is to do things that they consider valuable and do fewer of the things that they don't consider valuable or consider damaging. And that's that's, you know, like it or not, that's I think how those decisions are made. Is that, is that correct? I, I say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how do we end on a happy note? Um Yeah, no, that's happy. I say it's happy. I liked, I liked, I liked the interactions. I loved the interactions between Dr. Strange, uh, Tony, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> Spider-Man. Those are great. Those are great interactions. I love Dr. Strange. I think he's a great character, and I love his whole bit. Okay, another question though. Why are they not just creating portals all over the place and, and shooting the people into portals? There were so many. Places?
1: There were so many times when. Why don't you just make Thanos go someplace else? Like you know, it, it was so easy to chop the one guy's arm off with a portal. Yep. I mean, yep. portal chop, portal chop. Like all we need are like ten, ten of those mediocre in training wizards.
0: You're making me look bad in front of the
1: Wizards. <laughs> that were hanging out with uh, Doctor Strange at, uh, at that uh, place in Kilimanjaro or wherever he was. Oh yeah, sure. You know, get 10 of them, 20 of them. There was a lot there. And they were all you sitting could just there some doing portals. Ghouls. They were all doing portals. You so, can make portals. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. You, you, get, you get 10 of them, 20 of them, just with portals, and you just start chopping off pieces of Thanos. You just you portal the crap out of him. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't, he doesn't even know where he lost a limb. He's going to spend the rest of his life walking around looking for his ball sack chin. Where'd that go? It's in a portal. I don't know. Later, skater. You know, like if, if, if you really wanted to get something done. Let's talk about something important. I feel like you could just go and get it done like that, that way. Yes. It wouldn't make for a good movie. No. Well, Dr. No. Strange showed up with like 20 of his portal guys. Yeah, you're right. You're they right, all you're made right, portals right. and just chopped the guy to bits. Yeah. There's not even a movie. Also, one thing I don't understand is when Drax was all cubed up, mm-hmm. how he just came back. Like that was. This is, I guess, that was
0: uh, illusory just to reality manipulate. Yeah, scare know, me because it did. Yo, it's super scary, and that that comes out of the comic. Apparently, really. Yeah, yeah, that actually happened. The ribboning of Mantis and the blocking of uh, what's his name, Strax. Drax, it's all from the comic, Strax. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh also how do you feel about the hulk not hulking out
1: Uh, well i can tell you what i think the reason was that
0: frustrating to you It was frustrating to
1: me yeah it was frustrating i think it's supposed to be frustrating but i think it was more frustrating than they had intended Mm -hmm. um i my my thinking is that can i can i say this i don't think it's it the hulk experienced defeat in a way that he'd never experienced defeat before and i Uh, think he was firing bullets he had like a like yeah he had like a complex about it that's my thinking
0: Interesting. In the 1798 book, an essay on the principle of population, Malthus observed that an increase in a nation's food production improved the well-being of the populace, but the improvement was temporary because it led to population growth, which in turn restored the original per capita production levels. A Malthusian trap. Malthusian. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. We're talking, talking about the 1760s here i don't know Tom, to, Tom, thomas robert, robert
1: malthus malthusian malthusian all right one, that's all i got one other thing but it's gone now yeah yeah no do it no do I, it. Mean, I got I to lost it it's gone
0: we should um uh i like you could do you could do deadpool or you could do pouch boy but and we should credit the uh the uh the uh, donald delay
1: if we do that let's credit him and use the pouch boy donald delay yeah good
0: for him yeah I don't put any in Shannon. It's Donald DeLay. our, uh, our uh, Donald DeLay.
1: Yeah. I hope you won't mind. If you think you'll mind? I think you'll love it. Yeah. He's probably a listener. He put it on Twitter, so now that's the same as oh, uh, putting it in the public domain. Oh, my goodness.
0: I think. I call it a doula. Um, <laughs> Dan, let's button this up. All right.
1: Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.